For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Friday the 30th of June. Ooh, it's end of financial year, guys. And I assume there's so many tax people listening to us right now. Oh, what are you going to deduct? Oh, no, the tax man's coming after me. But we're not here for a tax podcast. We're here for afternoon sports. Shadwick are here, joined by Danny McGinley. How you doing, brother? Oh, mate, it's just, it's very exciting. I've got all these uh, financial New Year resolutions (laughs) that I'm going to start tomorrow. Uh, Yeah, it's it's pretty good. Hey, so big, massive weekend of of sport ahead of us. We got the Ashes. We got, uh, you know, Wimbledon's starting soon we got both our codes of footy um you're going to the the gabba to watch rugby league yeah how's this the uh the battle for brisbane is taking place uh tomorrow and it's going to be obviously the dolphins taking on the broncos it's weirdly a broncos home game because when they first played each other in the first battle for brisbane earlier this year it was at suncourt but it was technically a dolphins home game Yep, yep. Uh, so now the Broncos have been kicked out of Suncorp to play to play this game and for the next few weeks because of the uh, Women's World Cup, so the FIFA World Cup's in. And, of course. Uh, it hasn't started yet, obviously, so you're probably wondering why they're not allowed to use the ground, and it's because FIFA has taken over Suncorp Stadium and they're ripping up the turf and relaying uh, a turf that they want for the Women's World Cup. Okay. Because the grass isn't up to the the type of grass that they want. So apparently they're mixing. I was hearing this from one of the grounds people. They're they're doing like a, the field's getting relayed and it's mixed with synthetic grass to so that the ball can run faster when they kick it. That solves another mystery to me because I was wondering why the Melbourne Storm were playing at uh, Marvel Stadium tonight. Yeah. uh, Because the FIFA World Cup has taken over the Melbourne Rectangle Stadium, as they call Amy Park in the soccer world. Um, All right, sweet. Well, that's exciting. I mean, we're only... Three weeks away from the Women's World Cup, I got my tickets to Canada versus Nigeria. It's just, uh, oh, the traditional rivals. It's very exciting. <laughs> yeah, long story to history. Uh, but no, I think I think this World Cup's going to be absolutely spectacular. It is weird, like, I know it's a bit Brisbane-esque talking about the stadium, but I find it fascinating because Suncorp has already been through the wars over the last couple of years, that that turf is, like, wrecked because we had the floods we had three games in a row of Origin on it. Like it's it's been a busy stadium. They've had uh, events like Red Hot Chili Peppers were there. So this the stadium's never been settled all year. Well, Shad, like for the last twelve months. In my other podcast uh, that I do with Tom Boyd about the Western Bulldogs AFL club, we uncovered a bit of a conspiracy theory. Dockland Stadium, Marvel Stadium, it's been called Telstra Dome, uh, Eddie Had, mm. you know, whatever you want to call it, where we play our home grounds. That opened in the year 2000. In the 23 years that that stadium has been opened, only two teams that play their home games there have won the flag. And the theory is, because it's the field is right over the car park, the ground is harder and you sustain more injuries. Oh, okay. I don't mind a little bit of tinfoil hat stuff when it comes to uh, sporting folklore. So I'll buy into it. It's a cursed stadium. Is that what you're telling me? I'd just say it really <laughs> needs the ground to be ripped up and replaced with some softer <laughs> turf. So I'm for this. That'll be good for the Queensland team. We need to get into our sports news at the moment before Dan McHugh has a heart attack of this four-minute intro. Coming up, we're going to be talking Wimbledon, the world game as well. Some big news there. EPL for Ange Postacoglu. But first, a quick message from Shane Lee. Okay, guys, it's Shane Lee here. Hey, may have heard I'll take you on the Manshake Challenge. 
and that means hopefully I'm losing some weight each week. Uh, this week, I've been concentrating on hydration. I'm trying to drink at least two liters of water a day, as well as replacing my breakfast with a man shake, of course. I uh, weighed myself this morning, some more good news, I'm down another one and a half kilos. Still at 120.5, but I'm still seeing some progress, which is great. Cheers, guys. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home, and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now, you can increase your chances of survival with Cellade, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a Cellade. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your Cellade at Cellade.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D.io. Let's kick things off really quick with what happened overnight. The Ashes continues another ton for Smithy. Uh, what are you making of this series now? Oh, mate, this is one of the best Ashes we've had for a, a long time. It was genuinely exciting watching Steve Smith get... He was quite nervous in the 90s. He, he had a few, like, running down and then going, no, turning around. <laughs> uh, but he is just a, a cricketing machine, genuinely one of the greats. And then uh, Pat Cummins uh, came out as well. Man, we, look, we, the, the English uh, bowlers sort of took care of our tail. And then I was always excited to watch us bowl. Uh, you know, Duckett had a 98 to... It was hilarious. He didn't get his ton. Uh, Joe Root, only 10. Um, I think we're in a good spot to get another win where we, we, you know, we're not going to smash him. I think we will win this test and it'll be enough for England to have another uh, outburst at the media saying, well, we could have won. We felt we got the moral <laughs> victory because they, they smash us 5-0 in moral victories and we smash them 5-0 in actual victories. I think everyone's happy. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, uh, England are four for 278. I mean, I'm going to do this because we said this the other day with the women's ashes and then the ladies came out and just absolutely like pants England so I'm going to go yeah it's a, it's a bit close one you know it's not a lot for them to chase tomorrow nice. yeah good good I, I, I agree good yes yeah. <laughs> and we'll continue our awful calls when it comes to the cricket let's talk the world game we did touch on it at the beginning in the intro first off every world cup needs to have a great theme and I love this they've done the Trans-Tasman uh, match-up at the moment. Uh, Mallrat and Benny joining forces uh, for an anthem for the 2023 Women's World Cup. Have you heard it? What are you feeling? Um, yeah, it's 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 fine. Um, it's, <laughs> it, it really reeks of they just put out a song that they already had in the yeah. in the bag rather than actually Riley. Like the greatest World Cup anthems for me, it's it's a, it's probably Ricky Martin's Cup of Life. Uh, yeah. Second place honorable mention to Shakira's uh, Waka Waka brackets. Time for Africa close brackets. Oh, great. Both great songs and written for the tournament. Like this, a lot of the other um, songs that have been released for you know men's and women's World Cups, they just reek. Now, I did watch the film clip of this and it gave me an epileptic fit. It's very <laughs> minimalist, which I, th- I guess is what the kids like. I know this is it's named. A, it's a, a lyric video. It's like what they used to, like it was all the rage for a while, a song would get released and it's just a video with essentially subtitles done yeah. in a fun way. It's, yeah. I mean, you're younger than me, Shad. Is it? Is this minimalistic stuff, you know, good? I, I think that I think you've hit the nail on the head where it's like it feels like a song that was already going to come out that they've linked to the World Cup. 
Benny and Walrat have worked together before, so I think you've hit the nail on the head there. But at the same time, I think you needed something that does kind of fly in the lines of current pop music and culture because much like the Women's World Cup, the audience is young. They're trying to get a youthful crowd in and growing. You know what I mean? Like it's it's, the tournament's growing. Let's get in ground level and let's keep moving. I I think it's good. I don't think it's anywhere near the level of the Shakira Waka Waka and Ricky Martin, but I think think it's great. It's nice that they've gotten an Aussie and a Kiwi on the track. So, look, this isn't a music podcast. No. Gonna, you're going to quickly sound like an old dad soon if we keep t- keeping on this. So well, let's move on to... <laughs> as an old dad, I just could have... Look, my suggestion, if you want to go the youth and you want to go Australia versus New Zealand, let's get a collaboration <laughs> between Flight of the Concords and the Wiggles. Would have been awesome. Well, actually, that that would have been sick. <laughs> that would have been bad. Uh, let's talk about an Aussie who's uh, over in the EPL. He's just he's just getting ready to get started, but things are going to be shaking up at Tottenham for Ange Postacoglu pretty early. Oh, look, yeah, this was always going to happen. Harry Kane has sort of been leaving White Hart Lane for the past couple of seasons. He hung around because uh, Antonio Conte was such a good manager. I think they have upgraded to the Ange Postacoglu just because I think he is, you know, the goat uh, of all of all soccer managers and all managers uh, forever. Um, yeah, I know he's keen to go to Madrid. I think he actually just wants. I mean, he captains England and he's he's captain Tottenham. He just wants to win something. So. Fair enough. Go to go to Madrid. Um, I don't. I think Ange is asking for about a hundred million for him. Hundred million euro. It's like this is, this is a thing. I think it's like people. There's like a, a theme in this story where they're like, "Oh, it's going to be tough. Ange has barely even gotten to his chair, and he's going to lose Harry Kane. He's going to get a shit ton of money yeah. to his coffers to try and go out and refresh this side, which I think it's pretty clear to Tottenham fans as well. And the reason you've got Ange. It's for him to build a team that he thinks he can win with the way he's done it in the past. Yep. So I think you're right. Like Kane's always going to be a superstar of Tottenham. But that 100 million euros, mate, half of that's going to, at least half of it's going to go into his purse in the transfer market. Knowing Ange, she's probably, you know, looked at, uh, you know, a, a league in, I don't know, Paraguay or, or Uganda. <laughs> yeah. And he's already spotted yeah. five players who can replace him and they, they turn out to be the greatest <laughs> players of all time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If only he could find more of those that are in, you know, regional Australia somewhere so we can start stacking up the Socceroos some more. That would be good. That would be <laughs> awesome. <laughs> Uh, quickly, before we uh, take a quick break, I want to talk about this. Tennis, Wimbledon, it's about to kick off the 24th Grand Slam title for Novak. It's sitting there right for the take. He's almost unbackable in sporting odds at the moment. I've looked at a few. He's $1.50 on some, $1.60 on the others. Alcaraz, who's the world number one, is $4.60. You haven't seen a, a, a world number one that big of odds in quite some time because there's always been the big three who have always yeah. been pretty close to each other in stats. Here's this for Novak. I, I, in my opinion, he is the greatest of all time, uh, regardless of his off-court, you know, stuff that you think about him. He has won uh, seven, seven Wimbledons. Okay. And he is currently on a three Wimbledon streak because 2020 uh, didn't happen. Of course. So, yeah, well, to yeah, be honest, yeah. he's actually on a five Wimbledon streak. 2018, 2019, there wasn't one in 2020 because he couldn't play. 2021, 2022, if he wins this one, technically he wins five in a row, which is the first time someone's done it since Roger Federer, and it'll be the third person to ever do it. Uh, someone hasn't won three in a row in quite some time. I think Pete Sampras may have been the last person before Roger won his five. So, like, Serena win a fight three in a row? 
Yeah, well, in the women's draw, Serena dominated. Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> but this is um, this is going to be quite the tournament for for Novak. I think it's right for the taking um, for him. Do you reckon it's just a foregone conclusion or do you feel there's someone in this draw that can shake it up for him? Oh, look, you know, from doing this show, I've become a big fan of The Rock and uh, I'm hoping mm. he can uh, upset him. Uh, but, yeah, it does look like Wimbledon will be even more, uh, I'm going to call it dull than uh, than usual. It's it's a one-horse race. I mean, it's, uh, it, yeah. Hey, you're talking about odds. Uh, just to bring it back to Australian sport, West Coast Eagles next week playing Brisbane Lions. Sportsbet are offering the highest payout in over a decade. Um, Brisbane are only – if you bet a dollar on the Brisbane to beat West Coast, you win nothing. West Coast no, – I saw paying, this. It was, it was like 0.5 of a, of a cent. Yeah. West Coast, <laughs> $51. Oh and my god! That hasn't like since 2011 when the GWS Giants were pretty much a bunch of little leaguers uh, against the mm. Hawks were paying like uh, 48 dollars. So this is uh, not that we you know please gamble responsibly and <laughs> by gambling responsibly <laughs> don't bet on the Eagles. Well, look, uh, Wimbledon does kick off soon. I, I know that you say it's boring because it's a one uh, horse race. I think I think it'll still be a very exciting tournament. Anything can happen in these tournaments. Your man, The Rock, Alcaraz. Uh, is on the other side of the draw. So the dream final for me is to see an Alcaraz-Novak final where Alcaraz doesn't get cramps like in the French Open final. Yeah. I think that's what everyone wants to see and see if if Alcaraz can be this new young gun changing of the guard moment for men's tennis, which I think people are kind of itching to see at the moment and maybe we'll see it at Wimbledon. Demonor has uh, has an opportunity here as well playing on grass as well so it's going to be an exciting one to watch. Is Kokonakis playing? I, I really he missed like out. him. Ah, the cock missed out. Uh, Alright, move on. Hey, we're going to take a quick break but uh, up next we're going to talk some rugby AFL up next. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. All right, Danny, let's look at AFL. This is your area of expertise rather than me. Um, should we kick things off? We'll start with last night, uh, Brisbane-Richmond here in Brizzy. What did you make of the game? Oh, mate, what a, it was a bit of a fizzer. I mean, this was going to be a, a big game, the resurgent Tigers against the uh, the Lions who are looking better and better. And, man, the Lions absolutely dominated. What, my favourite uh, Brisbane player absolutely turned it on. I'm talking Hugh McCluggage, uh, who I call the Scottish suitcase, 34 <laughs> disposals uh, and it, actually this the big uh, build up to this game so both the Lions and the Tigers have had amazing uh, pickups in the off season um, the Lions got Josh Dunkley from my Bulldogs and the Tigers got uh, Tim Taranto from the Giants who there was a lot of discussion who was the better pickup in the off season and I've got to say um, even though Taranto got one more possession than Dunkley Dunkley had 90% efficiency, Taranto 38%. So Dunkley is 
looking like the better pickup there. The Tigers just didn't show up. Dusty was a Dustin Martin was a late uh, withdrawal, is a bit surprising, but I don't think anyone was expecting an eighty-one point shellacking. Uh, so <laughs> it's uh, they the Lions are coming good at the right end of the season. Um, Br- Richmond had the bye last week. There is a scary trend that all the teams that get the bye lose the next week. It's looking really. Uh, it's it's a, it's a very high percentage, and my Bulldogs had the uh, the bye last week, and we play Frio tomorrow. I'm nervous. Interesting little stat there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, well, let's move on to let's move on to my wheelhouse here, mate. Yeah. Tell us all about <laughs> it, mate. What I, I, what, I, I flicked over a bit because the footy was so dull, and I was on my way to the Ashes, but I stopped and I had a look at the uh, the Sharks and the Dragons. What what was going on? Well, Cronulla are the bullies of the competition at the moment. They beat up on any team that's in the bottom eight, and that's what they did last night. St. George are the worst team in the comp. They did score um, early, though, which was kind of like I I got to – it was about 10 minutes from halftime, and I was like, wow, the the Dragons could maybe surprise them here and turn this around. And boy, was I wrong. The Sharks just (laughs) ran in two more tries before the half, and then it was just one-way traffic. Five tries in the second half, two within the last, like, five minutes – uh, and they got pumped 52-16, to 16, Sharkies Oof. over St. George. I still don't really believe in this Cronulla side because I feel like when they play teams that can galvanise and push it up against them, they don't play like this. And, and I still have my reservations about this team. The Warriors pumped St. George the week before. I don't think they let 16 points in, though, just saying. But um, Sharkies just continue their trend of beating up on teams lower than them on the Flat ladder. which is track bullies. Yeah, which is fine. I think it does help Nico Hines's bid to maybe you know get a get a start in the halves for Origin and actually get to play his position rather than having it cooked by Freddie last time. Um, but yeah, the Dragons are in all sorts, mate. It's got people still calling going, look, they've got to get Ben Hunt out of there. He looked a bit, um, how do you say it? He looked sad. Yeah, fair <laughs> like, enough. <laughs> he looked real sad, um, and it was just and because the, the, the media constantly interview him. Now, like he's the first guy to talk to. He always yeah. is happy to talk to the media. And within rugby league circles, he's he's like considered one of the great blokes of rugby league. He's not going to stop trying. And you saw that in the game. He made some awesome tackles out wide to stop it from you know getting out to 60 points. But, man, like ABC Radio, I think, chatted to him. And, uh, and he just said, this was his quote. They said, how was it, mate? And he goes, not good enough, really. Where do we go from here? It seems like it's just getting worse. We can't keep going down this path. Jesus, sounds oh like God. at the end of every interview, you've got to give out Lifeline's number. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's getting grim uh, for the Dragons. I, I think I know that they're they're trying to hold their own there, but I mean, when you've gotten forty something put on you, then fifty something put on you, it's not going to get any better for them as it's moving forward. I surely they're going to get the compensation they want to move him on. Yeah, um, soon because they're going to need to. Uh, looking ahead, though, we did mention at the top. Battle for Brisbane is on tomorrow at the Gabba. It's going to be an exciting game. The Broncos have got a couple of injuries in their forward pack. Flegler is out for possibly up to a month. Same with um, Jordan Rickey, who's been playing great for them this year. So that's going to be an issue for the Bronx, along with the fact that they lose Reese Walsh because he got charged for contrary conduct for swearing at a referee. Contrary uh, conduct. 
I yeah, contrary. I, is contrary that phrase? I think that's, that's what it's called. Like he was just when when he called him an uh, an F and C, he was just being contrary. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I think jury's still out on whether he actually did call it to the referee. Come on now, but anyway. Uh, but tonight, big game, six o'clock, because uh, it's taking place in New Zealand. Uh, my Warriors are taking on my family's team, which is the oh. South Sydney Rabbitohs. Actually, yes, my my kids go for the Rabbitohs as well, just um, yeah. just because they're bunnies. <laughs> well, the Wars are going to beat them, mate. The Wars are going to get up. D Dubs, hey, I reckon, is going to score a double. I know the Warriors are your team and everything, but you're bearing the lead. You've got a grand final preview happening about an, you know an hour later with the Storm and the Panthers. <laughs> Come on, how you know do my what? Storm have any hope? You know, you know, I, I do think so. I think the Storm, Penrith have been quietly going quite well. They've got a lot of their origin guys back as well. This will probably be game of the round. Oh, yes. Uh, I, th- I think it being at Marvel's a bit of a shame, though, um, because it's, it's, it's yeah, It's, it's not stadium. designed for rectangular <laughs> games, but they should get a big crowd. It, it's going to be a, a really good game of footy, I feel. The, the Storm are like... There, you know, everyone's been saying, like, ring the death knell on the storm when Kronk left and then when Smith left. And it's like they just keep reloading. And then the Panthers are kind of the same. Injuries happen and they just keep reloading. I think they're, they're meeting each other at the perfect time for rugby league fans right now. They've both got a bit of wind in their sails at the moment. They've both had some pretty good games over the last couple of rounds. So this should be a really good game of footy down there in Melbourne. It's just a shame that not a lot of people in Melbourne give us stuff. <laughs> it's true. When when Cooper Cronk left, uh, it's a fair. It was a while ago. Now it's coming up to a, yeah. a decade. We were all sort of in Melbourne, just going, "Hey, hey, why would you leave this awesome team?" It was to to spend time with his wife, who is uh, it's that lovely lady from Channel Ten Sport, not Mel McLaughlin, the the other one. The yeah, his partner's one of the sports reporters, and then he went around and then he won a title against the Storm, which would have hurt. But <laughs> uh, it's totally understandable. She's ridiculously attractive, and she's into sport. She's a perfect woman. Well done, Cooper Cronk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he's lucky too because his nose is trying to leave his face. Have you seen that? <laughs> oh, my God. It's insane. And uh, before we wrap up Afternoon Sport, Danny McGinley's on the podcast, so we have to talk baseball. I didn't realise you're such a massive fan. Uh, what have we got here? Something MLB history has been made. Yes, uh, the Yankees' Domingo German. Uh, he Ooh. threw the 24th perfect game in Major League Baseball history against Oakland. Now, to explain, do you know, I don't know how much uh, I need to dansplain here for you, Shad, but uh, do you know what a no-hitter is? Well, a no-hitter is where no one hits hits any of your pitches? That's right, and that's the equivalent of a hat trick in uh, baseball. It's absolutely amazing if you can do one in your career. You do a couple, you're an absolute legend. A perfect game is where you're the opening pitcher and you throw a no-hitter for the entire match. And this oh, was an wow. absolute perfect game because there were um, you can get a, a perfect game and still throw a few balls and someone gets on base. That's still a no-hitter, mm-hmm. but a perfect game meant no one hit it, no one went on base. It was an absolutely dominant performance and something that rarely, wow. rarely happened. So well done to Domingo Germano. Of course, he is a Yankees player and I'm a Mets fan, so stuff him. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. But before we go, as always, a big thank you to our sponsors. Cell AED. It's the world's first mini defibrillator. There you go. We'll be back on Monday with your latest dose of sport. Go dogs. Hi, it's David Poir here, host of the Employability Podcast. We have a new season of episodes for you to listen to. So if you're someone starting out in your professional career and looking for a way to get ahead in the corporate world, tune in. On the pod, we talk to a bunch of people from diverse backgrounds who have navigated their way to successful careers here in Australia. Find the Employability Podcast on any podcast app and click to follow.